Hey, everybody. Welcome to New Comic Book Day. I'm Grace Thomas, and this is my special guest co-host, Max Friedman. Wow. Wow. Guys, New Comic Book Day is sponsored by the Source Comics and Games. Give it up for them. Hot Comics and Collectibles. Give it up for Hot Comics, everybody. And also, Dave Lock Brewing Company. Huh? This week, we have on AFC comic book artist, Jesse Hedman. And stand up from Chloe Radcliffe, Caroline Skoog. Drew Yonda and Robert Phones. All right, guys. Here's the show. Welcome to New Comic Book Day, everybody. Thank you for coming out. What's going on? This is Max Friedman, our special guest host for tonight. Give it up for Max, everybody. And who am I, Max? Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you're Grace Thomas? Don't get smart with me, Max. Yeah, I'm Grace Thomas, everybody. Thanks for coming out. New Comic Book Day is a comic book party for everybody, and so we're going to start the show off by talking about this week's comic books. Any comic book fans in the audience? Max keeps doing the weird hand thing, and that's great. That's fantastic. Give it up for Max's hand thing. I love my hands. All right, guys. We're going to start off the week by talking about America from Marvel Comics. America is a book about a character named Miss America. But what if I told you she's not even from America? She's from this place called the Utopian Parallel, which is the edge of the multiverse. And she's like the most powerful superhero that ever existed, but she's going to college. (laughs) Because she decided she didn't know enough about the world around her, which um, I think if I could kick a ball well, I wouldn't have gone to college if I had just that ability. She she literally punctured someone into dust in this issue. They explode into a bunch of stars, and everyone's just like, that's cool. We're going to move on. It's brutal. The dust is made of stars. Talk right into the... Right into the mic. Right into the mic. Max is actually a college student. He's interning at New Comic Book Day, everybody. He's learning about being on stage. And, uh, he, yeah, Miss America punches this monster into a dust made of stars, which, what does that say about America today? Oh, that we're crumbling. Yeah, <laughs> I think we so. We are a crumbling nation. Uh, and we're bright pink. A cool thing about this issue is Miss America decides that she's going to go back in time, save her moms that died, fix her relationship, everything. But she ends up in World War II, and immediately sees Hitler, because Hitler's on the battlefield for some reason. He's just like, I want to make sure you guys are actually doing this war (laughs) and not lying to me about fighting this war. And she punches him so hard that I think she kills Hitler, (laughs) which is a great way for a comic book to start out. It's basically (laughs) pornography. Um, I, I don't know, if I had a time machine, 
I don't even know if I'd use it to go back to kill Hitler. I think I wouldn't use it just to prove to my mom that I'm responsible enough to have a time machine. Um, because my mom doesn't think I'm responsible enough to borrow her car to go to shows. So if I had a time machine, I think she'd be okay that I'm, I've spent five years trying to finish college. Uh, but anybody want a copy of America number one, everyone? Who wants it? Raise your hand up. There we go. It went to a white gentleman. I hope he learns a lot about other perspectives. Um, what, what did you read today, Max? Um, the first thing I'm going to talk about is Adventure Time number 62. Uh, this is the first issue of the regular Adventure Time comic by uh, Mariko Tamaki, who mostly writes uh, young adult like graphic novels, so she's currently writing uh, the new Hulk series yeah. uh, at Marvel. That's a great book because almost every Marvel series nowadays is, what if this hero had PTSD? Mm -hmm. But the Hulk book does it really well. Yeah. What happens in this issue of Adventure Time? Well, it, it's just interesting because like Mariko Tamaki writes really like dark, depressing stuff, like she turned Sea Hulk into a, someone with PTSD, and now she's writing a kid's comic, and it's this big, it's, and it's bright, and it's fun, and there's like a competition for who's the best princess, but it involves running through the woods, being chased by like a horde of people who just hate competition. They don't like the emotional level that it brings them to. They don't like being that emotional. Oh, so like it's anti-competition, people. A it's like bit. if I was an obstacle at the Super Bowl. A little bit. I see that there's bees on the cover. Is there some environmental uh, the uh, bees do not themes? Play a part. The, the bees don't the bees play a do part. The bees do not appear in this That's issue. okay. I really don't want to hear anything more about bees. That's I hear fair. so much about bees. I get it. They're dying. Yeah, come on. <laughs> when my dad was passing away, that's what I was like, too. All right. Get over with it. Uh, an, a book that I read that I was really excited that finally came out is uh, Jeff Lemire's Royal City number one. Any Jeff Lemire fans in the audience? I am. He's just about my favorite creator. Uh, and this book is about, it's kind of the main character is a ghost, uh, which kind of bounces around and is seen differently by every person in his life, which I really uh, relate to as someone with depression, you know? <laughs> Once you can finally get out of bed, people have a lot of opinions. Uh, and it's like, sometimes the little successes aren't big enough for them. Like when you say, oh, I, got, I went to eat today. They're like, oh, that's all you did? Yeah, uh, but it proved that I was more hungry than mentally ill, uh, which is pretty good. What did you like about Royal City, Max? I just like that Jeff Lemire's kind of getting back to his roots and doing something like, I mean, it's got ghosts, but yeah. it's a little more grounded, like, um, like Essex, Essex County, County yeah. which is just a, a beautiful piece of art. Yeah, it's not really a high concept book as much as it's just about how much we hate each other when we're alive mm -hmm. <laughs> and how much we miss people when they're dead. I, like, also, I also like that when the dad goes to get a snack, it's potato salad. Yeah, Jesus. Potato salad? That's disgusting. <laughs> I've, well, I've never had potato salad before, and I have some questions. Um, mainly, in potato salad, do you cook the potatoes, or are they raw? 
I have also not eaten potato salad, but I feel <laughs> confident in saying that you cook them. I don't think they look pretty hard. <laughs> they look rough, but I think you cook them. Either way, <laughs> it's what weird he did because... is monstrous, and I'm glad he had a stroke. Oh, what? <laughs> the fact that he ate potato salad? I think it's enough for the character to I have agree. <laughs> I'm glad we found some moral common ground, Max. Max is part of the... Uh, no, I was going to say Max is part of the alt-right, but it makes me weird to joke about that. Um, Why? He's not. Why for me specifically? I don't think they'd let you in because you have a lisp. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nothing else? <laughs> no, nothing else. Not your Jewish background, for sure. They love it. It's weird because both Max and I totally look like people who eat potato salad every day. <laughs> I'd call it tater salad. <laughs> I don't eat anything with the word salad in it. Well, <laughs> I'm worried for your soul. <laughs> Guys, who wants a copy of Royal City number one right over there? Whoa, wham bam. That was a great There we throw. go. That was really accurate. Can I just say... Some people will say the phrase, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And I'd like to say it works just as well when you stop at bam. I, I think it gets, gets the same point across. I appreciate the gratitude. Thank you. Oh, what? Oh, okay. <laughs> Max, what's the next book that you read today? Well, first of all, I never threw out Adventure we're, Time. We're going to throw out Adventure Time right now. Who wants Adventure Time? Raise your hand. Oh, 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 right over there. I'm trying to spread it all around the room. All right, now we're on Batman. 18 by Tom King and uh, David Fink. So we try to have some variety here, but the thing is Batman is better than variety. <laughs> Batman's better than changing it up. And when we last, last left Batman, he was on a roof like he usually is. But all of his loved ones were there tied up and Bane had a gun. So what happened? This issue is a lot of uh, flashbacks to Bruce and Bane both growing up in very, very like similar circumstances. Like it's really kind of trying to play the whole like Batman and Bane are kind of like the same person who ended up kind of diverging. Like they both had like a similar history and they just kind of attacked it in two different ways. Um, and Bane spent a lot of time being like, you know, I'm not a Riddler, I'm not a Joker, like, I'm, I'm your real enemy, I'm not some guy who's just messing around, but he's still wearing a Luchador mask. Oh, man. Uh, I, I really empathize with that, because I grew up with a lot of kids in a poor apartment building, and I'm, like, the only one who didn't vote for Trump. Uh, I feel like I'm the Batman of that apartment building, and everybody else is Bane. I think that's fair. Uh, so what hijinks does Bane do? Does he do any hijinks? No. Bane hijinks. He mostly gets punched Batman. That's some hijinks. Uh, my favorite Bane hijinks is when he broke Batman's back, and he did it in a way that he was like in a jazzercise video. Like, if you read that comic book, he does it as if he's doing yoga and destroying a man's life at the same time. Uh, and I feel like yoga has destroyed some people's lives. Absolutely. If their Instagrams would attest to that, you know? Get some other hobbies. Uh, who wants Batman number 18, everybody? Right over there, Wham. See, that time I stopped at Wham, which I think, again, just as good. Maybe it's just saying a weird syllable with emphasis. Maybe that's the code. Whoa! 
Uh, so another book that we read this week is The Dregs Number 2. The Dregs is, by the way, my absolute favorite book on the stands right now. It's written by Zach Thompson, Lonnie Nadlaski, and uh, illustrated by Eric Zadwuski. Those last two last names I did make up. Um, but it's fantastic. The plot of this, uh, the whole kind of pitch of it is this uh, kind of, he's a junkie, you know, he has some addiction issues, he's homeless, but he's also a private eye, and he's obsessed with detective novels, and his best friend, um, if you could call him that, goes missing, and the reader knows that he was cannibalized and served at a fancy restaurant. Pretty cool way to go. Um, that's how I want to go. Yeah, I mean, I think that's how we both want to go. I feel like we look like we've been preparing our bodies for that. I'd actually love to be fed to pigs, just because I feel like I've eaten enough of them. They deserve at least one of me. What? <laughs> yeah. Do your parents know that, Max? <laughs> no, but I'm going to tell them when I go home. Oh, okay. I just don't want this podcast to break families. <laughs> um, but, so, in this issue... Um, he is, you know, looking through the homeless community, asking a bunch of questions. And this one homeless woman draws a picture of his suspect, but it's just a stick figure carrying an ice cream cone. <laughs> but then he goes to a shelter, and lo and behold, there's a man carrying an ice cream cone. And he's like, aha, the ice cream man. <laughs> it works. And it's so beautiful. There's, like, a lot of play with panel structure, mm -hmm. which we usually don't like to use terms like that because it makes this sound like a, like a college course on comic books. And I don't want to insult that because I know a lot of people in here have been to college courses on comic books. Yep. Um, but it's, uh, it's such a cool book. And uh, in this issue, this guy kind of confronts a dealer and is like, you're, you're splicing your, your stuff, dude. And the guy's just like, yeah, that's fine. I'm a drug dealer. What did you think? You thought I was a good guy? Um, which I think is, is cool. To be fair, when he puts him down and takes his money, he does give him drugs. That's true. He yeah. really easily could have just robbed him, but he was like, you know what? Take him. I really don't know what the cost of opiates are. There could be a fight club aspect. Uh, that I'm not privy to, um, but it's very cool. And we've actually also got a copy of The Dregs Number 1 to catch you up on it because we love this book just so, so much. So who wants copies of The Dregs Number 1 and 2? Right over there. That's the first time I've thrown two comic books at once, and I think I did a pretty good job. I think that's a solid start. Guys, uh, we have one last comic, and what is that, Max? It is called Extremity. Number one. And number one. And it's real, real interesting um, because it's kind of a revenge story, but they get their revenge in the very first issue. It's like, oh, okay. it's like this big kind of fantasy world and like there are these tribes and like it begins with, oh, like this warring tribe came in, uh, they killed my mother, they cut off my right hand so I'm not able to draw anymore and so we're gonna get revenge. And then they do. In the very first issue, they find the people and they kill them and they cut off this other guy's hand. And he's, he's like an artist as well. He plays the violin and now he can't do that anymore. So it's, while it's, it seems like kind of a fun like action-adventure comic, I think there's going to be a lot of stuff about artistry and like not being able to create. 
So this is like a high class, like Vincent Van Gogh. Like, what if we gave other artists knives, just like Vinny? Mm-hmm. Um, so this isn't like a high fantasy kind of world, right? Yeah. Or is it like future? Like, describe the world to me. It's like a fantasy slash future thing. Like, it, it ah, they the have two like, things I brought up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a combo. Because, um, like, they're on, like, flying machines and, like, that's kind of sci-fi. But, you know, it might just be sci-fi. Okay. It might just be sci-fi. I'm glad this has been Comic Book Genres 101, everybody. <laughs> we really discovered a lot about it. My favorite part of this issue, though, is that, like, the father figure's name is Abba, and they all chant it, so there's, that one, there's one point where they're all just chanting, Abba, 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 and that's my do they play? Experience. Do they play Abba? Unfortunately, Does it start no. coming from the comic book? I started singing it as I read it, but unfortunately, the comic book did not do it. Hey, scientists. Get on it. That's, rid that's ridiculous. All I don't need a cure for whatever's wrong with me. I just need to be able to start shouting Abba, and bam, it just starts playing. I think I that would like cure a lot. I feel like if you go to a party, that could happen. Oh, yeah? If you can't Abba long enough, they will put on Mamma Mia starring Meryl Streep. Every, well, maybe they do that after they kick me out, because <laughs> <laughs> that hasn't been my experience. All right, that's our last comic. Who wants extremity number one, everybody? Oh, did you already? Right over there. Wow, Max. <laughs> we practiced, athlete. Max. No, we did not. Come on. Do not lie to our audience. Guys, that's <laughs> been this week's comics, everybody. Let's give it up for comic books. <clears throat> All right, everybody. We are so excited to have this next comic. She's from Phony Magazine and the U of M Comedy Club. Guys, give it up for our first comedian of the evening, Caroline Skoog, everybody! Caroline Skoog! Come on! Oh, use that one. Use the one that's off to the side from the table. You know, the one that looks like a stand-up mic? <laughs> Caroline. Okay, guys, Caroline Skoog, everybody! Stay, stay, stay. So, uh... Uh, I'm pretty young. I'm a freshman here at the University of Minnesota, uh, but I've always been pretty mature for my age. Uh, maybe mature isn't the right word to put it in. I think it's uh, jailbait. Growing up, I was always jailbait. I'm pretty good at that. Um, <laughs> got it. So I've been uh, experimenting recently with my porn searches, and found out I'm really into period piece porn. There's just something really like romantic, you know? It's like the 1700s. I'm wearing bloomers and like the red coat is with me in the parlor and you know, he lifts up my petticoat and notices a red spot and then I get shunned to the woods for a week and a half and I don't have to go to Sunday church. Uh, I'm starting this new, this new website. I'm pretty excited. I'm, gonna be accepted into Carlson. I wanna do this, uh, it's gonna be like uh, farmersonly.com, you know? But it's gonna be kinkier. Um, it's for the BDSM side of that. It's gonna be called gagriculture.com. Um, and I have a few slogans lined up. It's gonna be uh, either like, those guys know how to plow. Eh. Um, the other one was, uh, it's the cream of the cock. And then it was fertilize me. So, <laughs> I have a lot of dick jokes, uh, unfortunately, and I think it's because growing up, I had three older brothers, and I thought 
for like the first few core years of my life that I was just going to grow a penis. And I told someone that and they said like, there's actually a Freud theory on that. It's called penis envy, which is like, wow, I wish I could put myself inside of things. But the male equivalent of that is castration anxiety, which is like, what if I couldn't put myself inside of things? Which is like, oh no, then the couch would only have one purpose. <laughs> the thing about penis envy is like, I wasn't envious of it. Like if, if the general dick population or my brother's dick population didn't, if it was like an Instagram, I wouldn't, I would follow it, but it would be like obligatory purposes or obligatory purposes because uh, it's like a family thing. You gotta keep it in there. I wouldn't like, okay, I wouldn't be admiring it. I'd just be avoiding it so like they wouldn't come up to me at family events and be like, hey, why aren't you following my dickstagram? It's something along those lines. And then <laughs> there, it took a couple of explainings to like get it across that I won't grow a penis. My brother Jack sat me down. He's like, Caroline, girls have chinas. <laughs> and everything I knew crashed around me for like a long time. And I was like, well, what about Santa Claus? Ugh. <laughs> everything, yeah. Uh, I went to... Uh, the University of Minnesota this semester, last semester, and I got into a little bit of a relationship, and then we broke it off, and he went missing four days later. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever unfollowed someone on social media, and you're like, oh, like, don't want to see them for a while, and then you see their face on Fox News the next morning. <laughs> but it's, yeah, my first thought is like, oh my God, am I being framed for murder? And then my second thought was like, oh my God, what a fucking coward. And my, and my third thought was like, holy shit, did I commit murder? And then I was like, no, uh, we had to end it because I can't commit to anything. <laughs> That's my time, everybody. Caroline Skoog, everyone, give it up. Give it up for Caroline Skoog. Coming up next to the stage, very funny, very talented. We don't really know each other, but I feel like we could be friends. Chloe Radcliffe! Max, I thought we were friends. I'm, I'm real you careful put me about in this that term. Awkward, oh, okay, we're just acquaintances. Well, hey, give it up for Max, everybody. Give it up for Caroline. Killing it. I, I have a... <laughs> I have a couple zits right in between my eyebrows that I tried to cover with concealer and somebody earlier suggested cover it with an Ash Wednesday ash. That's a great idea. I also realized, I was like, oh my God, everybody's gonna be looking at my zits. And that is just a good reminder of how long I've lived with this birthmark. <laughs> I'm worried you look at my zits. Uh, it is a birthmark, that's what it is. And uh, when I was little, my birthmark was uh, like pretty much the same size, but my face was a lot smaller. So it's gotten less noticeable. <laughs> I, can't, I can't be sneaky with a birthmark like this. Like I can't go back for seconds at the grocery store sample cart. How's that for privilege? That's what you people live with every day. <laughs> or if I do go back, I like really have to lead with this side. 
Like, yes, I do want this other flavor of weird juice. Thank you very much. When I get to the grocery store sample cart, I feel bad. I, I, like, I feel guilty for just taking the, the paper cup of food, like knowing full well that I'm not going to buy anything. But I shouldn't, I shouldn't feel guilty, right? Everybody's there for the free food. Everybody, I, I, I don't know, that's just it, right? Everybody's there for the free food. Everybody fills up their water cup with soda. Everybody steals from garage sales. These are normal things that I don't need to feel bad about. I also feel, uh, I, talk to, I feel guilty in an Uber. I talk to my Uber drivers more than I probably need to. But I don't know, I feel like if I don't talk to them, then I'm just in the, you know, I'm just taking a ride and like basically saying, all right, servant, drive me to my home where I will vomit at two in the morning. <laughs> so I talk to them, I ask, how's your night? Making any money, driving people around? And then I immediately regret it. I'm like, damn, I really wish that I had just like sat on my phone in the back so that the person could just like look in their rearview mirror and say, what's on her cheek? Oh, I can't tell. Uh, I don't know. I, I went like, right. Uh, this guy's, I don't know. He's a nice guy with hopes and dreams, but also boring stories about Google Maps sending him the wrong direction. I don't care about that. But I, but I, right. But I, like I did this, I got myself into this. I felt like I needed to be a little ray of sunshine in this person's life. And so I have to keep responding, right? But my brain shuts down. I'm not paying attention. I just know that like when his inflection goes up, I say, wow. And when his inflection goes down, I say, what are you gonna do? And I don't know what I'm responding to. He could be saying, I did cocaine right before this. Wow. <laughs> I ran over a grandma and have her in my trunk. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Was that too dark? Okay. <laughs> Great. Noted. Too dark, dead grandmas. <laughs> I, but I also realized that like, I don't know, that guy probably goes home and maybe he has a wife who asks like, how's your night, right? What are you doing? And like, she doesn't really care, but he's gonna say, I don't know, like some white girl with food on her face talked to me for one of the rides and that was kind of weird. And I, like, he's gonna, explain this ride and she doesn't want to really want to hear about it right she was just checking in with him so she's gonna shut down and when his inflection goes up she'll say wow and when his inflection goes down she'll say what are you gonna do and I like butterfly affected this terrible chain of boring conversations that no one wants to be a part of I am patient zero I'm the monkey in outbreak I've, uh, I've been dating my boyfriend for three years and I refuse to move in with him because I can't imagine never sleeping alone again. Also because I have a deep-seated fear of commitment and a fundamental belief that everything ends, but <laughs> when I'm talking to him, I say it's the sleeping thing. <laughs> I don't get how people do it. I don't get how people like give up peace and quiet and good night's rest for like commitment and dedication. I think that's insane. I get that there are benefits to having somebody else in the bed, like when you're the victim of a home invasion. Great time to have somebody else in bed. If you have a scary dream and you want to make the other person suffer too, 
perfect. I hope there is someone else in your bed. But other than that, it's just like breathing someone else's exhaled breath and they're rolling in your roll zone. And like, you can't regulate temperature because either you have too much blanket or they have too much blanket or it's a normal amount of blanket but you still can't regulate the temperature because there's a big piece of meat next to you and like I don't want to talk about people who need to use fans and white noise machines or children crinkling candy wrappers by the bedside or whatever you need to fall asleep and even if you don't snore you for sure breathe too loud and on the wrong rhythm and the worst, the absolute worst part is when they fall asleep before you and then you just have to lay there and listen to them sleep and know that they're getting this wonderful, peaceful rest that you could be getting if you were in your own empty bed. <laughs> he has something I don't have and I feel I deserve. <laughs> Makes me very upset. I got a big bed because I wanted a big bed, not because I was saving half of it for charity. I didn't go to the mattress store and say, this is great, but what if I couldn't use half of it? <laughs> I just think it's crazy. Like when I buy the giant gallon jar of cheese puffs, I don't buy that to share with someone, right? I buy that to eat alone, in the dark, in my big bed. <laughs> I also want to be clear, when I say I have a big bed, I have a queen size bed. I don't have a king bed, right? If I had a king bed, maybe I wouldn't be complaining because I wouldn't be aware that there was someone else in bed with me. <laughs> I'm just worried that if I move in with him, I'm gonna, it's gonna get to a point where I'm like looking forward to booking a night alone at the Super 8, just so I don't have somebody else in bed with me. I understand there will be bed bugs in bed with me. There won't be another human. I don't know. I think, I just, I, I, I think of it this way. Like, it makes me nervous to move in with him. Because think of it this way. If you, if you had a dog that slept in bed with you every night that you loved, you loved this dog, and you moved in with another person, it would be hard to just, like, suddenly prioritize that person's comfort over your dog's. I don't have a dog, but I do have a really big bed that's always excited to see me. <laughs> and if I did have a dog, I would make it sleep on the floor with my boyfriend. I just think, is, is anybody married in here? I don't know how many of you are. Okay, great, somebody's married, right? So like, so there might be a point in your relationship, I don't know, who am I to say, but there might be a point in your relationship where you just sleep in a different bed, right? Where married people, that happens. Like they get a couple years in and they sleep in different rooms. I don't choose to interpret that as something negative. I don't think that's them saying, honey, I can't bear to look at you for more than the three requisite hours of this band concert. I choose to interpret that as married people saying, we deserve two beds. Let's treat ourselves, right? We've worked hard, we've raised a family. Why do we need to be living like paupers all in one bed? <laughs> I, what else am I gonna do for you? Um, I, I got laid off recently. And when you get laid off, the government gives you health insurance and it's called Cobra Health Insurance. And Cobra Health Insurance is expensive and depressing. And if you get sick on Cobra, you're better off with an actual Cobra. It's just more affordable. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> I took a drug test while I was on Cobra Health Insurance and they sent me to a public bathroom. Cause I don't know, that's the Cobra way of doing things. Why not have a nurse follow you into the stall to really underscore that this is the hard times chapter of your life. <laughs> 
The birth control that Cobra sent me is just a picture of a Nuva ring ripped out of a magazine. I did take a drug test in a public bathroom, and the worst part about it is that when you're done, you have to, like, put the cup down to get your jeans back on and button up, right? And, like, there's more pee on the outside of this cup than there is on the inside, and I don't know where to put it except the little metal shelf where every other woman puts her phone or her wallet. I don't have a joke here. I just feel bad for whatever office lady's day I ruined. (laughs) That's going to do it for me. Thank you, everybody. Chloe Radcliffe, everyone. Chloe Radcliffe. All right, every week at New Comic Book Day, we, uh, we spotlight a character, a hero, or a team that we love, or uh, in this case, are vaguely aware of, and give you a bit of a look inside their mind by inviting them up on stage. Tonight, we have the punk rock, ne'er-do-well, the ever-loving, rainbow-haired, Tank Girl! Give it up for Tank Girl, everyone! Tank Girl! Hi! I'm a Tank Girl! What accent is that? I, I could, I'm pretty sure you're from... Australia! Mate E. Crick! Cricky, Cricky. You know, I've I've actually spent a, a surprising amount of time around Australians, and I gotta say, that's that's perfect. That's spot on. Oak. <laughs> okay, okay. As I, we say in Australia. I've heard that. I've heard that. Okay, okay. Um, I have to admit, I don't know much about Tank Girl. So, uh, could you fill me in? Like, why are you called Tank Girl? I own a tank! <laughs> End of story! H- how did you get a tank? Did you, did you steal one? Well, I didn't really steal the tank as much as I took it from someone. Without asking, but with pizzazz. That sounds an awful lot like... Like, if you rob a bank but throw some glitter at the end, you still have robbed a bank. I have wacky hair. (laughs) I I agree. That does not turn it into not a crime. I had this helmet before I had the tank. What was I supposed to do? Have this helmet and not have a tank? Crikey. That's ridiculous. You are, um... You're an, you're an interesting character. What, what, what made you this way? I mean, my artist made me this way. Oh, oh, so you know you're in a comic book. That's, that's cool. That's meta. What? I'm not in a comic book. My dad made me call him an artist, and he bathed me in paint every day. I am so sorry to hear that. What kind of paint? The good kind. That good, good paint. Is that... Is that like more lead? Is that less lead? I, I don't know how much lead you're Post supposed to Post-apocalyptic paint. More lead than <laughs> you can imagine. It made me strong. I can imagine it a lot of It gave me lead. tank-like reflexes. So you just, you move incredibly slowly. I'm all bone, baby. No muscles. Hard as a tank shell. I have osteoporosis. <laughs> 
I, you know what? I could, I could see that. I could see that. Look at how much of a tink I am. <laughs> you are quite the, okay. Um, so it, it, am it, I more machine than man? <laughs> I can't answer that for you. I'm sorry. That's something you have to ask your doctor. If you don't have any muscles, are you a human being or a whore? Like H O R R O R. Like ah, ah. I hurt all the time. Ah, tinker. <laughs> I took one philosophy class in high school. I really do not know what makes a human. Oh, this isn't philosophy. This is just pain. Okay, all right. So the, Crico. So the, <laughs> so the paint made you stronger. Did stronger. It, did it smarter. Have a, smarter. Tanker. Okay, it made you smarter too? Yes. For instance, ask me the capital of any country and I'll tell you. Australia. Tank City, baby. <laughs> you know where Tank City is? Wherever I'm at. So you are Tank City. You are the capital of Australia. I got a tank, baby. <laughs> and wherever that tank is, Tank City, Tank Town, Tank Nation, baby. Okay. Kruku. That's... Okay, okay. Um... All right, well, I gotta say, I am, um, I'm oddly turned on. A lot of people this. are. I feel They I, like my misery. Yeah, no, that's part of it. Uh, there's also and the, my wacky hair. Love the hair. And my tank-like characteristics. All the tank stuff, the, the rolling around, the general worrying. I feel like you could grind me down like some sexy corn into an even sexier bowl of grits. Tanks don't grind, they crush. Okay, all right. That I feel like we're just getting into semantics here. I feel like, okay. What? <laughs> Grinding is like a little bit at a time. I'm tanking you. I'm tanker. <laughs> Either way, I feel like you could turn me into a bowl of grits, you know, filled with shrimp. Or as okay. they call them in Australia. Listen, I've got a boyfriend. <laughs> okay. I fuck a kangaroo. You fuck a kangaroo. I fuck this kangaroo. I call him a kangaroo man. He's not half man, half kangaroo. It's just a kangaroo. Do you, do you get into his pouch? No, he gets into my hatch, baby. I'm tank girl, baby. I call my vagina a hatch because I'm tank girl. Tanks, baby. My friends call me Tank because I love tanks. <laughs> that is... Kruku. That is vivid. It's the word so Kruku. <laughs> Marty? Australia. <laughs> Sydney. Okay. See, I know a town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Australia. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much for coming. Thank tank you, girl. everybody. I've been Tank Girl. Bye, Tank Girl. Love you, Tank Girl. Okay, well, that was Tank Girl, everyone. Coming up next, we have the wonderful, the talented, he might have gotten a haircut recently. I'm not, he did. Robert Phones. Keep it going for everybody you've seen. Keep it going for Tank Girl. 
Hi, hi. How's it going, everybody? We doing okay? Yeah? One person, there's just one person saying, yeah, and you're not saying it like you're doing okay. Are we, is everybody okay? All right, fair enough. Fair enough. I'm happy to be, I took, I took the bus here because I'm 27 and shit is going great. Everything's going the way I wanted it to. It's awesome. I don't mind the bus, actually. I kind of like it because you kind of get like a sample of the, the people you're going to be hanging out with, which is always nice. It's always appreciated. Today, uh, I was on the light rail and this guy got on and he paid his fare right beforehand and he's doing this little dance on the platform and the light rail pulled up and he kept doing his little dance into the, into the train, which is always appreciated. Uh, and then when he got inside, he shouted, where are the white women at? Where are the white women at? Everywhere. <laughs> have, you, have you been to a Joanne Fabrics, sir? I think we're covered on white women. You know where they're usually not public transit, right? Probably for this very reason. I would be uncomfortable. I got here like two hours early. That was a treat. I didn't... It said five on the event, and for whatever reason, even though I've been to this, I like, was like, I better be there at five. And so I sat at the bar for a while, uh, which was great. It's very nice. Uh, but this thing happened to me, which happens maybe once a month, and it's a bummer. This, uh, this, this lady came up to me who I'd never met before, and she said, hey, I know we don't know each other, but uh, you look like somebody from a movie, which is great. Way to start a sentence, right? Made me feel nice. But then she kept talking, and... Um, the person that I reminded her of was uh, a child. <laughs> Not a nice end to a sentence, right? I don't know why she felt the need to do that, right? Essentially, that's just a, like a socially acceptable way to go up to a stranger and be like, hey, I know you don't know me, but uh, I was sitting over there and I had to violate the social contract because I need to let you know that I find you very unattractive. <laughs> Yeah, actually, you know what? It's crazy. You look like a child to me. Yeah, you know, a child, that least sexual thing in the world. Yeah, that thing that if you find them sexual, you're a criminal. That's what you remind me of. And then I just had to sit there and like Google the kid from the Mighty Ducks and be like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I get it. Didn't feel good. There were also two, this isn't a joke yet, but uh, there were two dudes uh, over at the bar here. Uh, there was some like convention happening beforehand and, and one of them was like, what's going on after this? And they're like, oh, it's new comic book day. It's a show for, for comic books. And the guy, honest to God, and the bartender can back me up, goes, they still print comics on paper? Yeah, dude. And then he was like, well, that sounds dumb. And then he left, so fuck him. We have a much better crowd. Oh, they were there to support a city council candidate? A good one? She's a good, okay, well then never mind. They were great. I wish they were still here. I work, uh, I work the overnight shift at a 24 hour diner. That's uh, not a good job. I work 11 p.m. to seven o'clock in the morning, which means I'm pretty much just like a like a birthday clown for other people's alcoholism. That's my job, is I get to going up to like grown men and women and be like, nope, come on, we don't throw up there. Not, 
Come on, wait like an adult until those dudes are done doing cocaine in the bathroom and then throw up there, you know, like a grown-up. I don't like the job. I'm not a fan of it. I had to, I had to go into work to get a check recently uh, to pay rent, and uh, this, my boss handed me the check, which is cool, because he has to. Uh, but as he did, he gave me this shitty look, and he said, oh, man, seems like we always see you here on payday. And, and that's when I realized I don't, I don't think my boss knows how jobs work. <laughs> yeah, of course you. Like, what part of this didn't you expect, man? I'm sorry, you caught me. I'm just doing this for the money. My bad. I know I sold out. It's not a great job. It's um, a lot of drunk people, which, whatever, it's fine when you're drunk, but the second they're not, it's like, oh, these people, I want them all dead. There was this uh, old lady last, old, that's a shitty thing to say. She was, my, she was my mother's age. She was older, 65, whatever. She's out on a Friday getting hammered. Good for her, not judging. But she was asleep in a chair, which was a problem because I needed to move it. So it was my job to go up and wake her up. And she did, which is great because that could have ended differently. Uh, just being honest, right? There's always a gamble. And she woke up, and she was like, I will, I'm happy to get up, but you're going to have to give me a moment. Uh, I've had three cesareans. Yeah, and it took everything in my body not to be like, tonight? What are you talking about? What does that even mean? Unless a cesarean is a drink I don't know about, that is the worst thing you could say to me. And I wanted to make fun of her. I did, but I had just had my fourth recreational colonoscopy. So, like, I get it. I'm not going to throw stones. <clears throat> it's a dumb joke. <laughs> People get weird about that stuff. Sex stuff. I mean, obviously, a colonoscopy is a medical procedure. It could be. doesn't have to be. People get uncomfortable with that stuff for some reason. I'm not sure. I think as a society, we're still very uncomfortable with, with sex. I'm trying to be open-minded, and I'm still not. I'm realizing, like, but I feel like part of that is that it's just ingrained in us to be uncomfortable, right? Like the fact that we call sexual things dirty, right? Like dirty talk, like, like that, that's, how, that's what we think of it, right? It's dirty, which is garbage. Example, the only term we have for when you have sex with somebody and then you leave is the walk of shame. That's what, the walk of shame. Are you fucking kidding me, shame? No, all right? I know the walk of shame. The walk of shame is 13 feet to the bathroom every morning to flush a Kleenex, right? <laughs> Another person has nothing to do with that. That's my shame that's clogging the drains. Don't, like, if you're having sex, be proud. Oh, no, you're having that thing that we're all trying to have all of the time? The, the thing that we keep places open for after 9 p.m.? Ah, oh, what a drag. No, take pride in it, right? Take that used condom, fucking throw it over your shoulder like a continental soldier? Come on, right? Strap that victory bag to your belt like you're a proud bounty hunter. Just strut your way out into the night, winking at cats, high-fiving babies. You've earned it. You ever high-fived a baby? Feels good. They got tiny hands. You feel powerful. That's the key. It's all about power. <laughs> wow, that's weird. <laughs> Yikes. People get uncomfortable with it. <laughs> Where am I at on time? Oh, shit. Okay, well, I don't have time for what I was going to do, so I'm just going to do this. Uh...
I, um, okay, so I was in Grand Rapids a couple weeks ago. Please don't treat me any different. Uh, and I'm gonna ask you a question. I want you to think about it. You don't have to shout anything out, just like think about it. What's the worst thing you've ever found in a hotel room? Because if it's less than six human teeth, I have a new story for you guys. Yeah. Yeah, I found, that's honest to God, I was staying in Grand Rapids, whoever was in my room before me left on a pillow on a chair right next to my bed, seven goddamn human teeth arranged like a, like a freaky little Stonehenge, like this weird altar commemorating a six-year meth bender that, let's be honest, ended in the bed I slept in that night, right? And here's the thing, I used to be the kind of person that thought the Yelp reviews were dumb, I did. Because they are, for the most part, right? Who if the San Antoine Airport Chili's has overpriced queso dip, who gives a fuck, right? We can keep being people without knowing. It's fine. But I think I might have been justified if I had written that Yelp review. All it would have taken was five minutes. Just sat down and been like, hey, guys, staff was very courteous. You know, I didn't get a chance to try the continental breakfast. I'm sure it was good could have done without the seven pieces of another human being's head in my room. If I'm being honest, it was weird that I woke up at the stroke of midnight and everything was rearranged, but you know, whatever. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Take care. Robert Phones, everyone. Robert Phones. Give it up for Phones, everybody. Come on. Check out Boy Kisses every Sunday at Universe Games. Guys. He is the hardest working comic book artist in Minneapolis, I think. Guys, give your entire rounds of applause for Jesse Hedman, everybody. Jesse Hedman. All right, so at New Comic Book Day, what we like to do is. Uh, pitch a few comic book ideas about the character um, that we're talking about tonight. So today we're going to talk about our ideas for different Tank Girl comics. Then after that, Jesse is going to take those pitches and in some conglomeration sketch them and we are going to auction off that sketch at the end of the evening in support of a very special charity, the Dwayne McDuffie Fund. Dwayne McDuffie, he's the creator of Static Shock. Any Static Shock fans here? Yes. Uh, yes. Like a, he, he's the creator of Milestone Comics, and he helped do Justice League Unlimited, one of the best uh, superhero cartoons of all time. He wrote uh, a lot of it. He did a lot of cool stuff. Uh, he passed away a few years ago, and he's near and dear to my heart because I knew him when I was a kid, and he spent a lot of time explaining comic books to me. Um, he was also like cousins with Key? With who? Key and Peel? Oh, yeah, he yeah. was. But they didn't find that out until after he died, Downer. Come on, Real you. bummer, real bummer. <laughs> Did you read the whole article or just the headline? I only read headlines. <laughs> you are the problem with this country. I will own uh, up to that. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Dwayne McDuffie, great person. So now we are, uh, they have this uh, fund that uh, supports, uh, I believe, young people of color who are looking to get into comic books um, through higher education, which is great. Give it up for Dwayne McDuffie, everybody. Um, so we're going to do some pitches about our ideas for Tank Girl comics. Uh, Max, you want to start us off? Okay. Um, 
my dear. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's a good idea. Is it? Is no, it? No. You, okay. What if they put Tank Girl's brain in an actual tank? Yeah. Plus, she had to go to high school. Okay. <laughs> so, it's the for the cheerleaders or the basketball team. Will she kill people in both? Probably. <laughs> you log your basketball into the stands, people will die. There could be like a hippie professor who like, or a hippie teacher that served in Vietnam and be like, we shouldn't have tanks in this school. <laughs> and then there could be some kids that are like, dude, it's all about drones, man. Lame, teach, come on. We're killing people from the sky, not I from like the ground. I like to imagine she would get carried at prom which is oh, yeah. instantly a terrible idea. Or she could be like, she could have her own like band, like a Josie and the Pussycats-esque band. Tank and the Tankers. That's horrible. I'm sorry. I love it. And she could stage dive. <laughs> just destroy her whole class. I feel like that's actually appropriate, though, for Tank Girl. You know, just It really to, to is, kill yeah. kill everybody who's immediately around her. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, for fun. Tank Girl... Oh, man. Plus, high school is so hard. I mean, yes, the, the struggles, the challenges, all of it. It's, it's too I've much for one tank to handle. I've said it before, it and I'll say it again. If I had access to a gun in high school, <laughs> different mean, story. <laughs> different story. Come on! <laughs> Listen, we're all a stumble through the woods and finding a criminal's tossed away rifle away. <laughs> <laughs> Some horrible things. Okay. Uh, Is that what you find in the woods? I mostly find used condoms. Uh, Fingers I, crossed for anything, really. You know. I would like to again stress that why I'm here on this stage is that I never did find a gun in the woods, Max. <laughs> you're um, right, you're right. So, my big idea for Tank Girl is she gets her tank repossessed, um... And then she has to go through small claims court <laughs> to get the tank back. And then her kangaroo boyfriend shows up and the judge is like, wait, you're fucking an animal? <laughs> and then she ends up in jail. And they call her the tank. Because she kills a lot of people in jail. <laughs> But yeah, she fucks a kangaroo, guys. Yeah, we didn't make that <laughs> not up. Not cool. We did not make that Lame. up. Lame. But kangaroos do have a lot of wet spaces. Oh, yeah. They're also <laughs> so buff. Oh, God. They are the buffest animal. You're really selling me on kangaroos <laughs> right now, Max. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jesse, do you have any ideas for a tank girl story? I mean... To be completely honest, I feel like both of your guys' suggestions are stories already. Oh, 100%. Okay. Uh, just to, you know, sneak it in there. I really, really do like the high school aspect. Uh, 100% as far as the switching of the brains, uh, you know, and going through prom. I feel like that's, that's absolutely great. I would like to see one where she doesn't do anything. Where okay. she just sits on a couch, drinks a beer, and nothing happens. It's completely anti-tank girl. I would like to, again, remind you that my idea was litigation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so stop squelching. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's very good, too. I mean, yeah, I just... There's so much chaos that already happens to be completely anticlimactic uh, would be probably the most... 
I don't know, unprepared any audience member could be for reading a tank girl. Where is that? Maybe maybe she puts on her reading glasses to like read like okay. the the Werthers, you know, the back of the little wrapper or whatever, you know. So, Jesse, catch me <laughs> if I'm wrong, but I believe what you're suggesting is what you want out of a tank girl story is everything but what you like about tank yes, girl. Exactly. I want to see if she can stand, you know. Just on her uh, her morals and laurels, you know, alone. What? So do you want, like, <laughs> a Spider-Man story where he jumps off and, like, just slides down the side of a building? It sounds like you want Waiting for Godot. Yeah. Tank girl. Waiting for Godot is all I want for any comic ever. Uh, Superman waiting for Godot. Uh, Green Lantern waiting for Godot. They're all just chilling. It's I, the same sidewalk. I think take your pick <laughs> of the major comic book companies... Just go up to the editor and be like, what if what? your characters sat in a couch uh, and they spread themselves out in a bunch of different ways? What if the Flash <laughs> was they do really this good issue? at taxes? Lay down? What, what if the Flash was really good at taxes? He was just really fast. He didn't need what HR blocks. What, what if I told you that I've read enough Flash where I have actually read an issue of The Flash where he does somebody's taxes. I guarantee, yeah, it has to have happened at least once. Uh. Um, so those are our pitches, everybody. Those are our Tank Girl pitches. Jesse's going to sketch something from that, that chaotic mess. But now... We're going to ask you a few questions about your comic oh, no. book work, AFC, your new books. Uh, so can you tell us about AFC Comics and your new ongoing coffee and marijuana cigarette? Uh, yeah, well, okay, so AFC Comics is my way to not use my name because uh, I'm, you know, embarrassed about it. So I just, I, I release it under AFC. Coffee and marijuana cigarette is, I actually explained it in one of my newest books, is the simplest way. Yeah, thank you. Uh, is the simplest way that I can boil down my personality into two very, very, you know, uh, identifiable characters. Uh, coffee, just, you know, com completely pissed off all the time. Uh, marijuana cigarette, the uh, antithesis to that pissed off. Uh, just, you know, essentially the same opinions that I release everything under. Because, I mean, everything that I do is... Uh, the stuff that I can't shout at people's faces uh, when I just live. I uh, think, so with coffee and marijuana cigarette, you basically found a non-appropriative yin and yang for white people. Yes, yes, that's... <laughs> uh, I, I, I think for coffee and marijuana cigarette, there was a point when I was making mini comics that uh, I always had to have that, like, one extra page or that, you know, that intro comic and... I needed something, or not necessarily an intro comic, but I needed to put words down. And one thing that's uh, very, very obvious about me, even here on stage, is I am the worst at words. Uh, I am terrible. Words are not my thing. Uh, and so uh, as far as like trying to write anything serious at the beginning of a book, you know, how do you explain like a comic about a fetus fairy you know, that goes around and collects fetuses? You, you, there's no like intro to I that. I think you just there's did no, a fantastic like, job. You, you just... You just <laughs> Balls deep, go into it with, you know, some coffee and marijuana cigarette, and, you know, you try to have some fun uh, prior to it. But, I mean, like, so for, for a while, they were a crutch. They were, they were my way to get people to, you know, kind of get ready. They were the hype men of my comics as far as, uh, hey, this is going to get weird as shit, and nothing is going to make sense uh, for the next, you know, 30-something pages. And 
you know, here's coffee, marijuana, cigarettes to actually, you know, kind of be a, uh, a catalyst and a steering okay. anchor for it. So, so, so you're equated with caffeine. Uh, you're equated with uh, THC. Yes. Uh, <laughs> as uh, as a, Max and I, I just had one question for you. What's up? Why are drugs bad? Um, I feel like weed is not a drug. If I can be like, I'll take that soapbox. Wow. Uh, you know, yeah. Well, I don't think you're going to find <laughs> any <that> defenders. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, drugs, drugs aren't bad. Because um, if they were bad, then I would not have all of them all the oh. time in me. Uh, so, good. you know, like, whereas, you know, I have oxygen in me. I have oh, water God. in me. Uh, <laughs> I, would, I would make both of those illegal. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, if I can take the just the laziest route to... What time I ate glue? <laughs> okay. <laughs> also... Let's, let's get real for a second. I definitely have heard some, some terrible Jesse baby stories. Good old Jesse. Uh, when I was, like, one, apparently I put wet cement in my eyes. Oh, Jesus. who fucking knows... Kids, they just are you some sort of superman? How are you looking at me right now? If if my superpower is to be able to just sit pure and like chill and not move and not do anything, uh, that would be that would be my superpower. And unfortunately, it's a curse, I can't ever use it. Uh, Like, I gotta be working all the time, so like, you know, uh, so you're (laughs) you're both working all the time. And well, doing drugs all the time. And doing drugs. Well, as far as uh, as far as weed being classified as a drug or caffeine okay. being classified as a drug, okay. I've definitely uh, you know getting with the sob story. Jesse, I definitely we had called the, drug problem, the police. Yeah, no, no, and that's fine. Uh, they exist in my alley. There's ah. there's a few of them that just keep coming up and down. I don't know. I live in that one neighborhood between the the prostitute and the other prostitute, and so it's like it's right Minneapolis, in that stretch. two prostitute no. town. Everybody, <laughs> it's very they're good. They're both out there. They they're lovely. Uh, I don't know. They like uh, wearing my shirts, and they have you know my comics. They 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 promote for me. Really, they're the best marketing since Facebook. They're uh, fantastic. Yeah. It's could you tell them about new comic book day? (laughs) We just got to get some clearance out on the streets, and then you know, like we'll we'll set them up on either ends. We'll we'll get some people in here. Wait, did you just suggest we start a pimping organization? (laughs) Because that's exactly what that sounded like. I'm not I'm not suggesting. I'm saying give me like 30 minutes, and I'm sure. Oh God! I'm sure. I think I'm gonna have to actually call the police now. Sometimes jokes become real. Um, it's, it's okay, all been too real. so tell us about. <laughs> I met Jesse after he was uh, tabling at a show. Tabling is the comic book term for selling your comics. And tell us about how you got to start selling your comics at music shows and, and um, what you like about it. Well, music. Uh, okay, so for instance, uh, I'm a I'm a failed musician. Uh, I wanted to be a musician like every other person in high school with a guitar. Uh, that was my dream. And that lasted like a couple months um, until I realized that I just suck and I can't sing. I can't. So you played the guitar for a couple uh, months? It was actually bass guitar, so even lamer. I'm uh, just saying, <laughs> if you played a guitar for a couple months, even a bass, you're less of a failed musician 
than a lot of people I know who call themselves I musicians. I do know a lot of people that carry guitars and don't know a single chord. So that's that's the sad reality. That's what this, I feel like with thing. my heart. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so with with uh, music and stuff like that, I I always wanted to be a part of it. Uh, I wanted, you know, I. I actually played a little longer than a few months, but I, I did do uh, shows and everything like that, and when I, I loved connecting with crowds. And so when I started doing art uh, after dropping out of college and like focusing more on like comics and stuff eventually, uh, it was, hey, let's be that fucking punk rock star that you know I wanted to be back in high school and be able to go meet people, uh, look them in the eyes, even though I can't look anybody in the eyes. You know, just like kind of, you know, be able to be approachable in that musician sense. Um, and so comics just kind of went hand in hand. And then there was a specific time, like, right before I started making comics that uh, uh, my girlfriend partner, Mona Nagasi in the crowd, uh, she took me, I was at a, like, a really, really low point in life. I was a, a gourmet baker and hated everything. That's a low point for you? Uh, yeah, for a company that I got pay fired me for from a bakery. For, oh, oh, for, oh like, what? No, can, hey, what's up? Eat. You got fired? Which one? Well, Moose and Sadie's. It's like a bakery, I like bet cafe. They, suck, I they bet were they so really nice suck. to me. No. <laughs> <laughs> they gave me extra money because oh, they shit, knew I, pro- I mean, I was pretty incompetent. So I probably couldn't get another job right away. God. I'm really jealous. I wish they gave me too much money. I probably would still be a baker, but unfortunately, no. <laughs> they like. They asked me what I was doing after they fired me in oh, case like they I wanted, wanted to, hang, to out. hang out. Yeah. Do you want to go get like a beer? Use that last paycheck. I know? mean, they probably would have paid for it. Honestly, I, what I'm saying is, I can't believe I messed that gig up. Um, but it was I can't okay. believe I didn't have that gig. You should I, go work there. I'll, 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 I'll suggest you. They like me. I'll, I'll put you on my resume, and yeah. yeah, we'll we'll talk after the show. Tell uh, them, <laughs> tell them I was fine. I went to see Ghostbusters. I liked it. They're not making a sequel, which was a bummer. It's like but, the cover letter, just you know, yeah. them in on Grace. God. I love it. I love it. The show's all about networking. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, not about comic books, just to keep jobs. Just about that, like, bakeries. Yeah, and, that yeah keep like, us alive. Um, industry standards. Well, what have you got coming up, Jesse, that people uh, should check out? Well, uh, I feel like everybody should check out my Tapastic page. Uh, Tapastic, if you didn't know, is a nice little platform for web comics launch. I don't uh, ascribe to the theory that, like... People should be either webcomic artist and or like a traditional artist. So I do oh. a little bit of both. Oh, uh, if there's any orthodox comic book people in the audience, <laughs> keep down. your voices down tonight, okay? Uh, your your time is gone. Um, but no, I I, I just kind of draw all over the place. But I've been uh, working with Tapastic to launch a new series that I'm really really excited about. It's called Nutcracker Sweet. It's about a, uh, a badass woman. Um, she She's named the Nutcracker because she kicks people so hard that they explode into guts and gore. That's why I, my hand shot up. I wanted that dust uh, dust cloud. America number yeah, one. Yeah, I wanted oh, that because, uh, come on now. Um, but no, uh, it's just hyper-violent about a, a big woman named Nutcracker, and she goes to save the seven princesses of this legend. Oh, it's all uh, it's all on Tapastic um, going up. I'm... 
busy all the time between a lot of different shows and a lot of different books. So I'm right now trying to do at least one page a day between all the different web series that I, or one page a week uh, between all the different web series that I do. I um, was a big fan of the Nutcracker like story when I was a kid. So I think I made my mom watch like eight different versions of the Nutcracker. I really like the soundtrack. Yeah. But little me also really, really liked like Iron Maiden. And it was very, very conflicting. It was very conflicting That's to like crossover. have both of those CDs like ready at uh, any given second. I loved the Nutcracker and I loved Hillary Duff, so that had a lot of yeah, well, conflict. Yeah, that definitely did. Too, you know? <laughs> I feel like Tchaikovsky would appreciate that. I mean yeah. Metamorphosis? He's doing some taught me things. who I am today. You know? <laughs> yeah. uh, we have one last question. Yeah, Every week we give our artists an option and we play like marry fuck kill except it's marry kiss kill because fuck seems a little ugh, you know okay. Okay. Uh, so Not like killing who are jesse's marry kiss kill options max uh tank girl and then kick and chong you gotta separate cheech and chong <laughs> yeah. you can't they can't both deal. go into one category which is what a dilemma <laughs> i feel like why Chong though? Do you have something against him? He's he's at the kill. Why wouldn't no no no? Where did you get to choose? Oh, I get to choose. Oh, okay. you get okay. to choose. I thought this, this was the order. I would kill Chong, but <laughs> I mean, well, Tank Girl's unkillable. Um, uh, That's very true. Uh, oh. So probably kill Cheech. I hate to do it. Poor Did you see him on Celebrity Jeopardy? Yeah, but uh, have you seen I mean, his face have ever? You, have you seen his? <laughs> I just gotta say, have you seen his eyes? He's literally dead inside. He's he's yeah. already just for. he's gone. So not Only, a whole lot of like. He wasn't even on that '70s show. No, I know, right? They got Trump. <sighs> Sorry, was, that's he, a personal problem with me. Is Cheech not being on there? But you whatever. think he would have done a better job? <laughs> <laughs> well, he great yeah. till dawn. Yeah. He would have brought a little class to you okay. know to Wisconsin. Kill Cheech. Who would you marry? I wouldn't marry Chong. I'd marry Chong. So then you would just Think kiss about Tank Girl. Oh, I had a kiss? Oh, what? What? Yes, Wait, no, sorry. Marry yeah, no, I would. Kill. Well, I will, I'll still kiss, kiss Tank Girl. I just, I really, really want to marry Chong. I don't yeah. know. Like, that's, that seems like Chong a good has option. a lot of businesses. I mean, know? yeah, he does. He has his, his money's out there. Yeah. And I feel like he'll forget about me. Like, ah, after a while, yeah. and I'll still be there. But you'll, you'll be like... Hanging up some clothes on a line, and then Chong will ride back in from the fields. Well, no, he'll, <laughs> what'll happen is I'll be hanging those same clothes, and he'll see me, and he'll be like, "Who the fuck? You know, what the hell's going on over there?" And then all of a sudden, the drapes will blow, and then I'll be gone, oh. just disappear. Oh, the sequel. That's like <laughs> the 21st Century Notebook. It is. It is. I know. <laughs> I feel. Like I don't know when the Notebook came out. I, <laughs> I, if you told me the notebook came out in 1955, <laughs> I would believe you. Believe it. Uh, guys, give it up for Jesse Hedman, everybody. Jesse's going to go sketch our pitches and then come back up at the end of the show. And we're going to auction those off for the Dwayne McDuffie Fund. So Sweet. we'll see you in a little bit, Jesse. Sweet. Thank Jesse you so much, Hedman, everybody. everybody. All right, guys. We have one last comedian coming up tonight. He's from Boy Kisses. He's a good friend of New Comic Book Day. And this is his first time headlining our show. We are very excited to bring you 
Drew Yonda, everybody. Give it up for Drew Yonda. Hello. Hi. Howdy. Hi, guys. Hello. What's up? Hi. Peace to you. Cool. Neat. Um, you guys were talking about how drugs, why were drugs bad earlier? That's funny. That's a good take. Um, I'll tell you why. Um, have, you, <laughs> have you guys ever played Super Mario Brothers 3? Yeah. Okay, you have. All right. Has anybody here played Super Mario Brothers 3? NES? Very hard. Very difficult. Yes, absolutely. There's like no, you can't save. All you can do is like turn your TV off and like leave the system on and then like go to bed and then come back the next day and like finish. Is that just exclusive to my experience? Cool. Um, uh, in the first world of Mario 3, right, you have an opportunity to get two warp whistles. Two warp whistles that'll take you. <laughs> this is so alienating, but we're still, we're going to go through. Um, uh, you can get two warp whistles, and those will take you, uh, if you use them in combination, to the very last level, right? They'll take you to the last level, and... Um, and then you're done with the warp whistles. All your cheat, like your cheats are gone. You don't have any equipment. Like you're just you're just thrown into Bowser's like lava world on like a boat where everything's trying to kill you. And you got there and you didn't deserve it, right? You had all this confidence from the warp whistles and you didn't deserve it. And <laughs> you're here in the real world in World Eight, and you just and you just die. You keep dying. There's just no coming back. That's why drugs are bad, right? That's why. <laughs> It's the same thing, right? Because like drugs are like a cheat, like they make you feel good, but you didn't like earn it, you know, right? Like you kind of, you know why people are skeptical of mar medical marijuana? You know, people are skeptical of medical marijuana? It's because marijuana isn't good for you, right? Like it's not good medicine. I mean, if you have like a headache or you're like anxious, sure. But like, I've never looked at a guy who smokes out a lot of pot and been like, this is the healthiest person I've ever seen. <laughs> right? I um, we have pot at my house. Me and my girlfriend. We have some weed. We have pot at my house. Uh, I uh, I smoked some weed before bed the other night. I was like, this is gonna be fun. I want to party, but I want to like lay down. So I'm gonna smoke some weed. Um, I thought it was gonna be really cool. It wasn't. It was not cool. I was very anxious. All my friends have like, they're like all really into weed. Um, there's all these different kinds, you know, there's like White Widow or like, oh, you got like Purple Obama or like, you know, <laughs> Pineapple Express or that kind of thing. Um, for me, there's only one kind of weed and that is uh, Panic Attack, just living nightmare, right? Just all my friends hate me. I actually suck and everyone knows. Everyone knows that I suck, right? I'll smoke weed, go to bed, and then like you're just in bed, like chewing on your blankets, you know what I mean? Like, oh my God. Like, I was, I was bored before I smoked, but at least I was happy, right? At least I was happy. Good. Uh, if you don't know me, if you've never met me before, you probably, of course, know me as uh, Milo Yiannopoulos, having starved himself, right? That's kind of a look I'm going for. The haircut there, right? Sort of sickly, kind of a Nazi-type thing happening. <laughs> Trying to blend in, right? Once they put people in the camps, I'm going to stay behind because I got the haircut. <laughs> and the whole... Or uh, I also went for uh, Ann Coulter when she was a little boy. That's another look I went for, too, kind of. Right? I look weird. I got a weird look. <laughs> uh, there is something wrong with me, though. I do have a, I do have a condition. I have a genetic uh, disorder. It's called Marfan syndrome. Anybody... 
know any geneticists out here in the audience? Anybody genetics? No? Cool. We'll break it down. Uh, it's a mutation of a protein in my uh, FBN1 gene. Write that down. Um, it makes my connective tissue weak. It affects my uh, lungs, my nose, my heart, my eyes, the dural sac at the base of my spine. Uh, it also means there's a bowl in my chest, like it goes in like a bowl, right? Um, so of course the dream is to marry a woman who has just one boob, right? Just one boob. <laughs> sort of a Lego thing. Could be kind of cool. People ask, they say, Drew, if having your blood pressure get up too high or having your heart rate get too fast, if that could kill you, does that mean that sex is lethal? And that is anyone's guess. But uh, <laughs> if it does happen, you guys, if it does happen, it can be said that I died the same way that I lived, which is, of course, making a woman feel super uncomfortable. <laughs> Hong Kong, right? <laughs> Comedy, <laughs> good. That's true, that's a true thing. I'm kidding around, but that, that is accurate. Um, uh, I, I mean, I joke about, about the way that I look, but I know, uh, you know, I'm, I, I look good. I look good. Like, I'm not like HD handsome, but I'm like, I'm, I'm handsome enough. Uh, I'm like an American like six, an American like 6.5, but I'm like a French nine, I like to think. Uh, Look weathered, right? Cool. <laughs> uh, I also shake all the time. I'm just like constantly shaking. I have a gentle tremor. Um, I also work at a restaurant that specializes in hot soup. <laughs> they serve very hot soup in, a, in very shallow bowls. And I shake all the time and I have to carry it to people's tables. Um, so if you're ever at uh, the restaurant that I work at and you hear someone scream, oh my God, my wrists, it's me. I'm, I'm there, right? I'm just constantly, you know, thing. Uh, actually, I work at a restaurant called Hell's Kitchen. Have you guys ever been to Hell's Kitchen? Yeah, cool, sure, right on. Um, it's named after where the devil lives. And people always come in and they always make the same joke. They're always like, like oh, is the devil in today, huh? Hell's Kitchen, about the devil's back there, right? Flipping burgers, you got the devil back there, huh? Devil's back there, working, right? Where's the devil? Hey, what? excuse me, I'd like to see the devil right now, please. Hell's Kitchen, <laughs> where's the devil? And I'm always up front, like I'm, I'm a host, and I'm just like, I'm sorry, the de we don't have the devil here, but we do have uh, some single dads in back. Got some single dads, single moms, former drug addicts, that's who's, that's who's working, that's who's working today. But nobody ever listens. No one ever listens to that. They just keep going. They're like, come on, where's the devil? Show me, where's the devil? Where is he? Come on, we gotta see the devil here. Hell's Kitchen, where is he? The devil, right? It's like, well, the devil's inside of us all, right? Like, he's always in here, right? <laughs> nobody gets it. Nobody gets that. Don't understand. Good. <laughs> uh, I, um... I shake a lot, unless you're, um, uh, you know, unless you're my girlfriend, in which case I don't shake, I tremble. I think that's an important distinction, right? That's a little more romantic, right? The first time we ever made out, she was like, oh my God, it's so cute that you're trembling. It's like, right, right, that's what it is. I'm nervous. I'm so, I mean, I am nervous, but I'm also, 
I don't want to tell her that, like, I'm sick, you know? I'm actually very sick. Like, we shouldn't have kids. They would be bad, genetically bad. The kids would be bad. Like, they would be, like, she has anxiety. I'm always shaking. Like, that kid would be, like, in the womb, he would look like he was getting yelled at, you know what I mean? <laughs> right? Shouldn't do it. Shouldn't procreate. So instead, we are... I am trembling, that is what it is. Like, the power of your beauty. It's not that my blood is incorrect, it's that. Uh, I went out to drinks with her and her family a couple nights ago, and I just, oh, uh, God. <laughs> like, I had two margaritas in 10 minutes. Just got as drunk as I could as fast as possible. Because uh, I can't talk to them. Like, they make me so nervous, her parents. Uh, and she always swears. They're like, they love you. Like they love, like, they love you. And it's like, sure. I mean, I guess I am. Um, because, like, I love my girlfriend, right? Like, I love her, right? Like, I'm in love with my girlfriend. We live together. We have, like, a plan for our future, that whole thing. But, like, her parents, like, love her. You know what I mean? <laughs> they, like, love Mary. What's her name? And, uh, like, they've, like, they, like, they brought her into the world. And then they, like, taught her how to be a person. And then, you know, they, like, watched her experience, like, pain for the first time, right? And then, like, they, like, ushered her through that, and they put her through college, and then, like, now she's, like, a full-grown adult. Like, she's, like, a part of them. And, 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 like, they have all these dreams and hopes for her and everything. They, like, want the best. And then, like, she is, like, dating me, a guy who, like, won't let the zits on his back heal, you know? Right? <laughs> and it just because, just like, when I'm... <laughs> Like, I, like, it's not that I am, uh, like, I'm afraid of them because I feel like I'm stealing from them in a way. Sort of, you know? Like, you put so much effort into a person, and then, like, I'm gonna, like, take her away. Because she's dating a comedian, right? Like, whenever we're out to dinner, they're always asking her about, like, well, how's your ex-Brian? Ex how's your ex-boyfriend Brian? You know, he's a doctor. It's like, okay, well. Um, you know, well, he might have been a doctor, but I have employee discounts at not one but two restaurants, so. <laughs> Have you ever tried to, it just, because I know I want to be a, they know I'm a comedian, they know, like, I want to, like, succeed in this, but it's like, have you guys ever tried to explain your dreams to someone who, like, doesn't love you, you know? <laughs> it's hard. It sounds silly. Well, I plan on being very successful. It's just, I don't know how. I don't know how it's going to happen. Here's what I do. I'm going to say silly things until I get money. I don't know what the... <laughs> Step one, silly things. Step three, money. Step two, we're figuring it out. We're figuring out what step two is still. But they're great. They're so healthy. They're like the strongest people I've ever met. Like they're physically strong. And, and oh boy, okay. <laughs> so I got this haircut. Um, I, uh, 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 I'm happy to be here. I work in a, I work in a restaurant. Uh, I mean, I, I work at Hell's Kitchen. I used to work at an office, actually. Um, I used to work at a, at a trucking brokerage. Um, if you've ever worked at an office and then at a restaurant, there's like a couple differences you're gonna notice. <laughs> Mostly like in like the kind of people who come to work there, like in the kind of problems that they have. Like at, uh, at the office that I worked at, I remember one of the big problems one of my coworkers had. Uh, she wanted to buy a new car, like a new used car. She couldn't decide what she wanted to get, right? Like, she wanted to get, like, a, like a Toyota or a Kia, right? Like, I want to get, like, a used Toyota or a used Kia. Like, it's a big decision, you know? It's kind of a problem, right? Like, what has better mileage? What's gonna, is it going to be a lemon, that kind of thing? You know, what are you going to invest in, that kind of, that kind of stuff? 
Um, so that's a huge problem, right? Like a Toyota or a Kia, what are you gonna do? But at a restaurant, like the other day, uh, we had this problem. Um, uh, at the restaurant I was working at, uh, uh, Matt uh, was missing. He's <laughs> <laughs> just gone, it's been 48 hours. Do we call the cops? What happened, right? <laughs> Called me at three in the morning. He wanted to ride back from Bemidji, right? So it's wrong, Matt, are you okay? It was meth, it was a meth thing he had been doing. That's good. I've been like on the sly looking for new work though. Like I've been going to see it, like going to do some job interviews, just bombing them all the time because I can't be sincere during those things. I always ask questions like, what's your greatest weakness, right? What's your greatest weakness? That's what I want to know at a job interview. And I, uh, you know, I mean, they, they want to hear something like, uh, like I read one time, uh, the perfect answer to that question is like, well, my greatest weakness is that I hate public speaking, but I, uh, uh, you know, I, I took classes during my last job. My boss paid for me to go take classes, and I overcame that fear. I overcame that weakness. And so now, now I'm, uh, you know, I hate doing it, but I'm no longer afraid of public speaking, right? Like, that's your biggest weakness <laughs> of all, right? What kind of Saturday morning cartoon bullshit is that, right? <laughs> Like big weaknesses for me, I don't know, probably number one, that my body runs on blood, right? That's a huge vulnerability, okay? It's a liquid that I need to survive, right? But it's a liquid in like a soft body. I'm very stabbable, okay? Like you could stab me, you get all of it out of there. You get all that blood out, so easy. It'd be so easy, I'm super vulnerable. Soft, soft exterior, soft interior, the bones kind of working, right? Or another weakness, um, I don't know, uh, my parents have been married for 35 years. I've never seen them kiss. Never seen them kiss. They sleep in separate beds. They're emotional terrorists. And I'm scared for my future with a partner because I'm worried that that's a monster that's alive inside of me somewhere. You know? <laughs> but I'm not going to say that during a job interview, right? <laughs> And be like, oh no, I'm clumsy. That's my thing. Right? Whoop, I drop stuff. <laughs> I think my favorite job I ever had was I worked at Valley Fair. You guys know Valley Fair? Hey, cool. Great. Um, uh, it's a theme park for anybody who hasn't been there. Uh, uh, <laughs> and I. Um, one thing I liked is that I worked with, I, I worked there when I was like 24, and everybody else I worked with was like 18, and they hadn't like experienced like the world yet. And so I'd be like, like their little gossip things, whatever, I'd be like, oh my God, did you hear that like Tyler kissed Becky, right? Like, oh no, and they made out on like the, on like the bouncy castle, right? <laughs> like after we closed, they like made out in the bouncy castle, like scandal, right? It's like, but I was just be like, whatever, kids, I got you beat. I gave myself pink eye once because I fell asleep in my own poop, right? <laughs> got true drunk, pooped on a toilet seat cover, turned around to throw up, was too drunk, passed out, fell asleep on the poop, woke up, had pink eye. Like that's, get on my level, right? It's a true story, don't do that. Make sure the lid's up. Make sure it's up. I, uh, uh, I, was, I worked on Excalibur, which is a, a roller coaster in the park. It's a good one. Yes, let's hear it. Um, it's uh, cool. Neat, absolutely. Steepest drop in the park, interestingly enough. 55 degrees. It's crazy. That's not right. 100. 55 miles an hour. Whatever. Let's, we'll talk after. We'll talk after. 
Um, and when you welcome people onto the ride, like I was the guy with the with the you know the microphone or whatever and like control and stuff, and be like, "Welcome to Excalibur. Please step quickly and carefully onto the carts. Make sure that all of your personal items are across from the uh, yellow line. Valley Fair is not responsible." Da 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 kind of thing. But then there was like this whole period in between um, when you would send like when you would say the thing and then you would like send them off, where um, all the employees are like checking their seatbelts and they're like you know their lap bars and stuff. Uh, and it would just be dead air. But I would take that time to lie to the customer. <laughs> Thought that was fun. That's a good time. I'd be like, hey, pop quiz while we're waiting. Does anybody know when Excalibur was built? Anybody know when this ride was built? Anybody know? Uh, and people would be like, uh, 1989 or 1994 or 1978. It's like, those are great answers. Great answers, but it's actually a trick question. Nobody knows when this ride was built. Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody knows when this ride was built. Nobody knows where it came from. We found the roller coaster. We built the park around it, okay? Right, we don't know how it works. We don't know where you go, right? We know you go somewhere, but when you come back, you're gonna have black ooze on your hands. It won't wash off, right? What are those whispers? What language are they speaking? People would, uh... One time I said that, and this lady up at the front is like looking at me from like the back, and she's just like, Nuh-uh! <laughs> <laughs> you got me, you got me. And you also have to wait until the uh, lap bar locks, um, which really scares people. <laughs> So you can buckle the safety belt and you can bring the lap bar down, but until it's pressurized, it'll flop, right? But it won't go until it's pressurized, but people don't know that. So uh, they'd uh, sit down and then they'd like clasp their safety belts uh, and then they'd try to put the lap bar down and then they'd panic and then I'd get a whole bunch of this, which is really, this is really satisfying to watch. Really satisfying, okay. Just people would do this thing. And they do that for like, I just let them do it for like five minutes. <laughs> Be like, it doesn't, it doesn't lock. It doesn't lock, guys. I'm sorry. It's a hanging on ride. You gotta hang on. That's it. It's very unsafe. Shouldn't be here. Shouldn't be on the ride. Doesn't, the lap bar doesn't close. I'm sorry. You gotta, it's grip strength. That's all. That's all it is. That was a rewarding job. <laughs> it's very good. My, uh, my girlfriend's uh, uh, out of town this week, and uh, the cats ran out of food, so I had to buy them with cats. I had to buy them. I had to buy cat food this week. Uh-oh, right? Oh, no. I don't know what they eat, right? Like, so I had to go to the, to go to the pet food store. It's like they have so many options, just like, you know, I have to buy cat food. Okay, well, what do you want? You got uh, indoor cat. We have outdoor cat. We have indoor mature, we have outdoor mature. We have indoor hairball control, we have outdoor hairball control. We have indoor mature fur, sheen, 
outdoor, mature, fur, sheen, hairball control, middle-aged cat. I don't know when that is, right? Middle-aged cat, cat urinary tract infection, outdoor hairball control, urinary tract infection, food. Here's what I want to know. Where's the good tasting cat food, right? Where's good tasting, huh? Have you guys ever eaten cat food before? Anybody here have you eaten? It tastes very bad, right? It's very, very bad, right? How do we know that the cats like it? Have we spoken to them? Do they, right? We adopted an old cat once, and I remember they were like, make sure to give her this specific food because it's her favorite. It's her favorite food. It's like, is it her favorite food or is it the food that you give the cat, right? Because if you were keeping me prisoner, right? And you only gave me raisins. Like, I hate raisins. I hate them. But if it was the only food you're giving me, I'm going to eat the raisins, right? He loves raisins. Can't get enough of it, right? Of course. It's the food you give me. That's it. That kind of thing. I just want to give the cats drugs. You know, they deserve to be happy, right? Because they live... Our two cats have lived in our apartment for their entire lives. And they'll live there forever, right? That's all they're going to live in. They're, They're, like, we're keeping them... They probably have so many questions... And it's like, and they deserve delicious, uh, they deserve delicious food. Um, they, they've been doing this thing recently where like we, um, we'll go to sleep and then we wake up and they're sleeping on like uh, trash that we left on the floor. Like they'll sleep on this like, like they were sleeping on this little sheet of paper we left on the floor the other night. And uh, my girlfriend's like, oh my God, that's so cute. I wonder why it's doing that. It's because it's insane. That's why. Because <laughs> the cat has lost its mind, right? It'll live in one place until it dies. We took away its genitals. It'll never know what real love is. You know what I mean? <laughs> right? It's always shrieking. It's constantly shrieking at us. <laughs> right? We're like, oh, it's so cute. It thinks it's speaking or whatever. It could be saying, like, please let me go. I'll never tell anyone you've done this. <laughs> but, right? We'll never know. We'll never know. All right, you guys, that's been my time. Thank you so much, Grace. Give it up for yourselves. Thank you so much, everybody. Hey, give it up for Drew Yonda, everybody. Drew Yonda. Guys, we have one last thing tonight at New Comic Book Day. It's one of the things that makes us unique and that we love. We're bringing up Jesse Hedman back to show off his sketch. Give it up for Jesse Hedman again. All right, Jesse, you take this mic. I'll take this. Could you uh, describe your sketch to the audience, please? Oh, that is a hefty task. All right, well, to start off with, I went with the Prom Night Tank Girl Brain Switch. Classic, classic tank. Uh, So, start off with... Oh, it's like a whole comic. Yeah, it's just a little little one page. I don't know. I've done the 24-hour comic before where you do, you know... Whatever. You just draw a lot. You, you do like a page every hour, you hate right? Your life. Okay. Yeah, for 24 hours. God. Um, so, yeah. The things sucks. we love. God, Jesus. Cause us so much pain. <laughs> Literally, Jesus. I'm just saying. But, anywho, going forward, we got up here prom night. Okay. Uh, you know, a little Let's, just setting uh, the stage. Max and I, Max, come over here. We're going to narrate this, okay? All right. So, I'll be tank girl as a tank. I can't believe Becca stood Buka. me. Buka. Buka. Sorry, uh, my, my pen. Like Buka de Beppo? Uh, <laughs> is Buka this like... is actually the name of the kangaroo, if you didn't know. Oh, is... I would yeah. like to say, come clean, Max and I yeah. have never read any That's totally fine. 
I, if you couldn't tell. I would have been surprised if you had. Yeah. Honestly, so that's totally fine. Don't we worry. We just wanted you to have a special evening, Jesse. Well, I've been drinking a lot of the Jet uh, Jet Girl Pale Ale, so it's it's fine. Hell it's yeah. Fine. So we're gonna okay. So what is prom night? It's prom night. I can't believe Buka <laughs> stood me up. And it's a tank dressed in a dress. Let's be honest, that's pretty hot. So keep going. This, uh, these two panels is a little previously on. So previously. And it just shows oh, up. Oh shit, right. now I'm a tank <laughs> and in high school. <laughs> Again, stage set perfectly. Back to prom. Well, do you want to read the, the... So, yeah. Uh, back to so, prom. back to prom. Excuse me, tank girl. May I have this dance? And they have a beautiful Hold dance. Hold for a second. Ta-da-da-da-da. Ta-da. Ta-da. Wow, you're horrible really at dancing. Bad. I did not go to any high school dance. Oh. Does it surprise you? I mean, the list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Nothing else? Nothing else? Nothing. Well, honestly, for that, I mean, I, yeah, okay. <laughs> so. And then I believe it's your line again. I've always loved you. And then he, And then they make out. And the, as, the making as out. Tank, with the end of the tank. Is, is him licking the. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's bad. He's awkward. It's prom. Oh, know? well. Like, he doesn't Licking really a wrong hole isn't. It's, it's a little more than awkward. Uh, well, and that's why it ends with what? Because then what the fuck? <laughs> okay. Life is fun. I don't know what's the right hole on a tank to lick. That's true. That's very true. I would Maybe say you the don't exhaust. need to link. You know? Yeah, you know. Yeah, the hatch, or possibly. It's, maybe a tank. Maybe you don't lick it, you don't feel it. Maybe the love is more important than, than than. It transcends all. Yeah. Honestly, at the end of the day. I saw a documentary about someone who has sex with a toy Ferris wheel. I bet that was. But the like the sex is ever. like they just lay next to it. I don't know. You can't redefine. You can't redefine what you. So do you're with okay this. with someone having sex with a <laughs> if, toy Ferris wheel happy, as long as they as, put their genitalia yeah, on it? You gotta just. It's, you gotta slap the bass. I don't know. What, what do you call it? <laughs> like, <laughs> Guys, this is a one of a kind Tank Girl comic, and all the money we raise is gonna go to the Dwayne McDuffie Fund. So we're gonna start the bidding at $5. Who's got $5 for this? Five bucks? Oh, yeah. $10, everybody. $10. 15 bucks for the Dwayne McDuffie Fund. $15. Right over there, $20, everybody, for the Dwayne McDuffie Fund. Uh, I guess so, yeah. We have Venmo. Oh, oh that was a, that's a cruel joke. You're taking money out of people of color who are interested in comic books' pockets. That's okay. $20 for the Dwayne McDuffie Fund going once. Wait, wait, do we actually have Venmo? Yeah, we have Venmo. All $20. Okay. <laughs> $25 for the Dwayne McDuffie Fund. $25 going once. It's all for charity. $25 going twice. $25 going three times. $25 right over there. Anybody got $30 for the Dwayne McDuffie Fund? 
once, twice. I think I got 30. I Whoa. really want this. I feel and like this is my baby. Does anybody have $35 for the Dwayne McDuffie Fund? Going once, going twice. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Wait, what? On to his or on to Drew's? <laughs> okay. 35. Anybody got 40 for the Dwayne McDuffie Fund? Going once, going twice. $35 sold to Max Friedman, Robert Bones. Give it up for them, everybody. Hey, guys, did you have a fun time tonight, everyone? Give it up for my producer, Brian McDonough. Give it up for Dayblock. Give it up for your bartenders, Ryan and Aaron. I think Wyatt helped out too. Give it up for Dayblock Brewing Company, everybody. Will we see you next week, everybody? Woo. Have a good one, everybody. Thanks for coming to New Comic Book Day. This has been the sixth issue of New Comic Book Day. We record live every week at Dayblock Brewing Company at 8.30. The, you can come out and see some artists at 7. See you next week, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye, everybody.